The podcast of this local government meeting is brought to you by Michigan Radio. For more coverage of local government meetings and to find out how you can support this service, go to michiganradio.org.
This is the Cable Communications Commission meeting. Uh, our call to order. Welcome to the Wednesday, May 4th, 2022 electronic meeting of the Cable Communications Commission. This meeting is being held remotely, and we intend to conduct this meeting similarly to an in-person meeting. However, please be patient if there are technical issues. Public comment will be via telephone only. To speak during any of the public comment opportunities, please call 1-877-853-5247 or 1-888-788-0099 and enter meeting ID number 534-745-4665. This information is also available on the published agenda in the public uh, notices section of the city website. Uh, Next, we are going to have Lisa Wondrich from our city do a roll call to to comply with the requirements of the Open Meetings Act. The communications director, Lisa Wondrich, will call roll and each voting member in remote attendance should answer present and include where they are calling in from, city and state. This information will also be included in the meeting minutes. Tony Ramirez. Here. I'm in Ann Arbor. Thank you. (laughs) Carol. Next week, I'll be up north. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Present, Ann Arbor, Michigan. David Pittman. Oh, he dropped off. He was here, so we'll hopefully see if um, he's able to log back in. Tom Wright? Here. I am in Saline, Michigan. Bonnie Gabowitz? Present in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Zach Damon? Hi, yes. Good afternoon, uh, Commissioner. And I'm coming to you from Ann Arbor, Michigan. Thank you. I do not see David. He must have um, stepped away. Hopefully he'll rejoin us. Tom, do you want to proceed with the approval of the agenda? If I could get a first and a second. Yes, I would like to um, approve the agenda. Do we have a first and a second? All first. Second. Go 
Great. And the approval of the May 5th, 2021 minutes. If I could get a first and a second, if there aren't any questions regarding the minute. First, Tom Wright. I'll, uh, I'll second. This is Zach. Great. Tom, do you want to proceed with the public commentary instructions? Yes. This is an opportunity for these persons to speak up for up to three minutes. To participate, please call 206-337-9723 or 213-338-8. 477 toll free and enter meeting ID 922-8058-3983. This information is also displayed on the meeting agenda. City staff will select callers that have raised their hand one by one using the last three digits of your phone number. In order to electronically raise your hand to indicate your desire to speak, please press star nine on your phone. You will hear an automated message that the host is allowing you to speak. When speaking, please move to a quiet area and mute any television or background sounds so that we may hear you clearly. Please state your name and address. So I think we just wait a few minutes just to see if there's anyone to give them the opportunity to, to call in. Not seeing anyone call in, so I don't believe we have any public commenters. Quick question, if I may. Um, is this meeting uh, being recorded um, to be rebroadcast? Yes. Okay, thank you. I think we are now um, ready for Greg to present the CTN report. And any notable items in regards to uh, CTN reopening or the current operations that are open? He can also go through that, and we might have questions. Sure. Uh, I'll just hit on the highlights from the current report. And uh, since it's been a while, I'll catch you up a little bit if some of these refer to things that have, were mentioned in previous reports that we haven't met before. Um, 
So for this report, it's the January to March of this current year, 2022. Uh, we continued in our, our coverage of city Zoom meetings. Um, and then what began in January was we began coverage of hybrid meetings with the city, which were uh, <clears throat> meetings that occur um, in Zoom as well as in person. Uh, there were about, I wanna say about 10 to 15 of the city boards and commissions that were required by law to start meeting in person again, uh, uh, beginning in January. Um, we only covered about half of those that, that were on our regular um, meetings to cover. And so last, uh, I think it was last summer, we actually started looking at, you know, not knowing what would happen with COVID, the idea of, okay, what can we do if we have to start meeting in person in 2022? And is there some way we could incorporate not having Zoom so we wouldn't have to have everybody in the room together? Um, so we spent the last half of last year going through our existing production system and figuring out how we could add or incorporate a Zoom feed into that and to take our system and, and feed it into a Zoom meeting. Um, so it took a little while, took a, we had to tweak some of our settings, get a few little pieces of equipment and do quite a bit of testing um, <clears throat> to work out all the little kinks. Uh, and then we got it ready and begin it. So beginning in January, we had city council, planning commission, historic district commission, zoning board of appeals, housing board of appeals, building board of appeals, human rights commission, independent Community Police Oversight Commission. Uh, I think those are all the ones that we cover <clears throat> who all had to start meeting in person. And so we've got the city council chamber set up so that they can hold their meeting there in person as well as have participants come in through Zoom. And they can see and hear them and the people in Zoom can see and hear the meeting. Um, so let me get back to my... So that began in January, so we've been doing that. Uh, we also, last year, we purchased a new captioning system. It's an automated system. And we started utilizing that for all of the meetings that are coming out of City Hall, which right now are all those hybrid meetings that are in person and in Zoom. Uh, we also use it for Commission on Disability Issues, uh, which is um, done through our production system at CTM, because that's still a, a all within Zoom meeting. Um, last fall, we did start resuming coverage of high school sports because they started holding sports again at the schools and they allowed people to come in. And so we started on a limited basis, start doing our coverage of the, the fall sports. And then we did that, continued that through the winter. Um, <clears throat> let's see, we also went, we did this, uh, this, uh, the Ann Arbor Film Festival started up and we did another series of our Let's Watch with the Ann Arbor Film Festival. Uh, we resumed our participation with the high schools with the CR student program, where we have some students. We have two right now who come in and they work on a project that they get school credit for. They learn some video production skills. Uh, we, we have resumed our partnership with the Ann Arbor Rec and Ed. So we are gonna have summer media camps uh, in I think it's late July and August. Uh, the first three months of this year, we began conducting virtual preview sessions for people to come in, new people to come in and start getting trained in their systems. 
And we started and we have reopened the edit suites, the hotline studio, and we're very close to reopening the main studio for public to come in and use. So people can come in and have, and the flow of people coming into the facility has ticked up, I'd say, uh, pretty noticeably the last month or so, more so than this report would reflect. Um, those first three months, it was constantly telling people, yeah, you can reserve an edit suite and come in and edit. And, and last fall, uh, you may have heard, and I, I know we send out notices that we did hire a new trainer, uh, Jane Michu, who was formerly one of our part-time employees a couple of years ago. Um, we hired her and she's off and running, doing a great job getting things going. Um, we've had a lot of people, especially recently, she's doing a lot of one-on-one -on -one trainings and sort of refreshers with people who used to do things to get them acclimated to the system that they may not have touched for at least two years <laughs> or more um, and get them comfortable. And it's also giving them more of a uh, focused uh, training on what it is they want to do and how they can use the, the systems that we have to do their project. Um, so as that, we're going to continue with that, uh, with her doing trainings in that form, where it's more of a individualized one-on-one -on -one type training or one-on-two, depending on the group. Um, and then as we see the numbers of people requesting trainings go up, then we'll start to look to schedule full-blown class-type workshops again. Uh, I clicked off of my... Uh, so then we have our programming numbers for our productions. The, the meetings pretty much have stayed steady throughout, um, but you can see the public access numbers for the, the programs and that have gone up a little bit. The completed productions by community producers is still really low from what they used to be, but the number of uh, people checking things out is jumping up now. So I'm expecting the completed programs will start to go up in the next few months. Um, on our educational channel, it's the same. We have we did have, add the uh, White House COVID-19 press briefings. We started getting those. Uh, so that's another new program we added to the, the lineup. Um, and the Cooking with Kids, that's also on there now. Uh, the usual slew of Hanover Board of Education meetings, which they also are meeting in person, but we're still capturing them by uh, getting their Zoom feed. Uh, and then we have our YouTube, our video on demand uh, numbers, which uh, we noticed, uh, well, I guess the last couple of reports, you'll, if you look at them, you'll see that uh, our, our couple of our older Santa programming uh, programs that are on there have been getting the most hits for quite a number of months now. And we've kind of traced that to them being popping up in, uh, when people watch other programs that are similar, that they keep popping up as something they might like, and so they're clicking on them. Um, so it skews their numbers a little bit uh, in there. But we, meetings are still popular, so those are still getting lots of hits. Um, and let me just see, I think I did also had, uh, <clears throat> see if I missed anything. Uh, oh, the so as I mentioned that we did start doing virtual preview sessions. We've also actually in the last month or so, we've begun some in-person ones as well. Um, and we're starting to get uh, more people interested, uh, not just from our old clientele, but people who have not been in before. 
um, who are learning about us and coming in starting, who are interested to come in and start learning how to do things. Um, so uh, um, it's nice to see as the rest of the world opens up, it seems like we're starting to get more people back in as well. And if anybody has any questions. Sure, Greg, I have just have a quick question for you, if that's okay. <laughs> First of all, uh, amazing job uh, by yourself and all the staff at the Community Television Network of Ann Arbor, uh, continuing to be innovative and getting that equipment and being able to provide uh, the hybrid meetings uh, as well as uh, the edit suites and different things you're speaking about. But I'm curious because you said uh, that the main studio will be opened very, very soon. Uh, is there is there a time window on that or are you still unsure? Our, our plan was this month. So I don't have a date specific, but look for an announcement coming out soon. Um, <coughs> studio is pretty much 99% ready for people to use it. it. It's been used over this time by staff to do simple things. You know, Bonnie's in there right now. Um, but we're doing little things and we had to, in one sense, we also utilized the space. <laughs> Uh, so it was kind of filled with a lot of junk for a bit. So we had to clean it up. So it's cleaned up, but it's to go. We need to make another pass through to make sure everything is working the way it was working and that we have everything in there that people might need to use. Um, there are also some little tweaks that we're doing to it um, that aren't quite complete, one of which would be to allow you to incorporate a Zoom feed. Um, but we have to test that through and make sure we can get that working right because it's a well, it's a similar type of setup as what we do for meetings at, over at City Hall. It's a different system, and there's going to be something that's different. <laughs> so sure, it's just that out and getting a few things ready. But so look for sure. now the next few week or so, I would expect. So yeah, absolutely. Planning to come in, start looking at you know, give yourself a few weeks. You know, I think we'd probably ask you to come in just to go over stuff with Jamie, so she can be familiar with what you, you know, I know she used to be around when you were doing stuff. So, so she could get familiar with what your plan is and see if there's anything you might need to be refreshed upon. Absolutely. And then as far as uh, doing main studio stuff, I'm just curious uh, for, for myself and the rest of the community, uh, like what will there be COVID policy in place for the main studio? So, I mean, you know, all camera, uh, personnel wearing masks, uh, hand sanitizer. Uh, what's that going to look like? Do you know at this time? So we follow the city's guidelines. And right now, um, currently, the current guidelines that the city has, and these change over time, but right now, uh, masking is recommended, but not required. For staff, um, I don't know if you've been in recently for, like, I know you, you still check stuff out sometimes, but um, we do have at our front counter, we've got plexiglass barrier. So between the counter, so when there's staff there, there's a plexiglass barrier between you. Um, also part of the city guideline is if when staff is dealing with anyone, if you were if you were to request that they put a mask on, they will. And if there isn't, if they cannot maintain six feet from you or there isn't a barrier between you, then they will put a mask on as well. But we, as far as public coming in and utilizing, it's sort of up to you right now if you're going to put a mask on. Now, we're recommending that everybody wears a mask and maintain six feet of distance, but we're not requiring it. 
Now that could change in a week or two, but, um, and it's been this way for about a month, I'd say. Um, prior to that, it, you would have been required to wear a mask. And that was one of the things that we've been holding off at the main studio because I, I'm not sure how many people would want to conduct a, a production where they're sitting there, everybody's masked up and, you know. Well, right. And also talent couldn't really wear masks on camera. I mean, they could, but it would yeah. be that's, difficult. So, yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah. That was part of our thinking was as soon as we can take those off, even if you have the crew, if they remain masked, you'd at least like to see the talent be able to remove them. Right. Right. Thank you. Sure. Might we move to our regular business? Okay. Uh, one of the things we are going to need to do is to approve our quarterly meeting schedule coming up. Uh, the quarterly meeting schedule will be August 3rd, 2022, November 2nd, 2022, February 1st, 2023, and uh, May 3rd, 2023. So Lisa will record the motion to approve and second. Uh, do I have someone who will approve the uh, motion? I'll approve. Okay. Do I have a second? I second. Thank you both very much. Now, the next part of the meeting is commission and staff comments. Do we have any other comments from um, our folks? And one thing I did notice before we start that is David is back. So, Lisa, are you going to want to... Um, have it in our roll call that David is here. Yes, David, can you just um, tell us where you're calling in from so I can record it in the minutes? I think you're muted or? Yes. Um, yeah, he's muted. How about, are you calling in from Ann Arbor, David? Okay, there we go. Thank All right, you. Perfect. I, I will add you to the roll call and we're good on that. Thank you. Tom, were you gonna mention um, the item that we should be adding to our next meeting agenda? Um, what I do think we're going to need to talk about, and I hope I'm remembering what we've discussed because it's been a while, is um, who is approved to um, continue with their appointments. And we are going to need to discuss who our chair and co-chairs are going to be moving forward. Did I get that right, Lisa? Yes. Yeah, so uh, currently, 
Um, we have Tom queued up to be reappointed, um, and that will be at um, this May City Council meeting. Um, we expect, um, of course, hopefully that he will be reappointed. That's the recommendation. Um, so at our next meeting, August 3rd, we would want to be adding um, the election to our business. So between now and then, if you all could speak amongst yourselves um, and decide who would like to raise their hands um, for the position of chair and then also for vice chair, um, or if, if our current members serving um, want to be in that role, but if you could cue that up so that we at that meeting would have someone putting forward names and then we do a roll call vote um, openly and, and you uh, vote and affirm. So typically it's decided in advance and we don't have people competing for the same position, you know? Exactly. I'm so. hoping to put my name forward if all goes well with the uh, city council. Because really, with COVID, I haven't been able to do anything for several years. I think Tom's served uh, one meeting. Yes. I could be wrong, and then because COVID. due to COVID, our infrequency of meetings, um, there certainly would be opportunity um, for her to serve in that role at a few meetings. So if, if Bonnie would like to continue or offer someone else the opportunity, we can have that decided in advance. No, I, I'm, I'm fine with staying with my role. I'm happy to. Okay, well, then that would be um, for our topic of discussion at our next meeting. Perfect. And just so everybody knows, because we haven't met in a while, I and Melissa, we have been meeting with the Alliance for Community Media nationwide with different meetings to see and get ideas to increase viewership of CTN and talk to other stations across the state about uh, sharing our content across the uh, state and beyond. And um, in addition to that, we have started discussions with some of the um, commercial content, like at Channel 7, Channel 4, Channel 2, and beyond, who are most interested in having some of their news interviews on the Alliance for Community Media, because they think that with the internet and everything else, it is far more informative to get stuff out there on the Alliance than just depending on traditional media, which in many cases is declining in viewership. Yeah, I second that, Tom. I think that's a great effort on, on your part and Melissa's as well. Uh, and, you know, there definitely is, I think, a higher focus uh, on streaming media and, uh, you know, newer methods in terms of 
you know, a la carte news and television, as you speak of. So uh, great, great news there. Well, and one thing that we did particularly was the uh, Diocese of Lansing was showing their uh, outreach mask. And I said, why are you paying to be on all this media when if you have something produced, you can supply it to me and we can get it on so that people can see it in Washtenaw County for the first time. And their director of communications for the diocese was most interested. And we've even started conversation with the Archdiocese of Detroit, because I said, why aren't we all working together to get information out to the media about different services you provide? Because what we found out is Catholic Charities works primarily with non-Catholics, which I never knew. 85% of the services they provide go to people of different faiths or no faith at all. And I said, being that that's a public service, we need to get this sort of information out there because a lot of primary news sources aren't. Well, and also, you know, with peg stations and, and Greg, I'm sure you can attest to this too. You know, the, the, in some cases with different um, uh, legislations and, and things that have come out in recent years, you know, it's, it's been tough for a lot of people to say, wait, do people really use peg stations? Are they a good voice? Do people watch them? Well, and the fact is, Greg, as you said earlier, uh, they do because they watch the meetings, they watch city council, they watch our commission meetings. And then Tom, to your point, uh, exactly right. You know, others that watch local uh, content, you know, need to be informed. And so I agree with you. Why can't they work together? Why can't we all have them on local uh, PEG stations and give PEG really a, uh, a rejuvenated voice, if you will? Right. And um, I'm writing in a lot of cases grants for some of these organizations. If we really want good content, I can write grants for these organizations so we get good professional content on our stations. I just want to commend your efforts. There's definitely been a, a steep decline in public affairs programming across you know, commercial stations. So there's anything they can do to kind of supplement that programming is, uh, is definitely welcome. Well, the great thing about PEG, too, is we are inclusive and we have to hold that up, that we are an inclusive media that includes all and listens to all viewpoints. Absolutely. Does anybody else have any comments or anything else prior to adjournment? Could we get a first and second to adjourn? I'd like to make a comment. Okay, go ahead, Tony. 
I, I got 10 years or so with the commission and it's, I never seen it so good the way it's going nowadays. It's great. Uh, Tom, you're doing a great job. You really are. And I just celebrated my 90th. So, so thank you. But anyways, uh, it's been a pleasure. And I hope I keep going. I don't think I'll see the big C note. But anyway, so it's been a pleasure. And uh, I'll keep on coming on. Thank you for your service, Tony, and yes, for volunteering these past 10 years. You've been very, very appreciated. We thank you for that. Uh, thank you, Tony. Welcome. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. <clears throat> On that note, who wanted to first an adjournment? I'll first. Carol and Bonnie second. Perfect. And we will adjourn at 4.35 p.m. Thank you all. Thank you.